could be anywhere in the world today, but the fact that you're here means the world to us. Mark, I wasn't sure if you're here. I see you now. It's lighting up. I can see you. We're glad you're here today, brother. And we're praying for you as, as um, we have a wonderful celebration of life for Tammy this week. We'll talk about Tammy a little bit today. Mark, we're glad you're here, brother. We're glad every one of you are here. This is a family, and if you, if you wonder what this place is, maybe you're here for the first time, you think, what is this? What is happening here? What is going on? Like, Kim preached the fire down in the first 30 seconds. I wasn't sure I had a job today. Uh, and then Erica and this team, man, incredible job. I'm so thankful. God's doing some wonderful things here. If you sense it in the atmosphere, that's what it is. God's doing some great stuff. Uh, this is North Park Church that you found. If you accidentally came here today, we're glad you're here. Um, we are... Uh, we're having a great time. This is a place where nobody's perfect, but everybody is accepted, as you can see, and, and is being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what this place is. And I am really thankful that you're here. You also came, as my dad would say, right smack dab in the middle of a series that we've been doing called Running with Giants. And uh, this is a series where we're just diving in to God's Word and looking at some giants, some not like Goliath kind of giants, um, but, but like faith giants, people that have walked this journey before us, but that we can learn and we can grow from their experiences. And our theme verse comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, that says, Therefore, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let's throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance, this race that's marked out for us. And if you just kind of zero into the book of Hebrews, what you see are all of these giants of faith that Scripture talks about that have gone before us and that we learn from their example, but they are just cheering us on as we walk this journey of faith together. And so we've looked at some pretty cool stories. And a couple of things happening as we go through this series. First of all, we're encouraged by the stories that we're reading and learning about. But then the second thing is we're learning what our Bible says. Um, maybe you've grown up in church most of your life. Uh, maybe you grew up in Sunday school and vacation Bible school. Um, and, and these stories that we're looking at, these are like familiar people in your life. Some of these for you, they're like old friends. Um, last week we talked about Noah. Maybe you feel like these people are like old friends and, and you're being reintroduced to them after some time. But others of you, maybe you've never looked at these stories before. And some of this stuff blowing your mind a little bit. And, and, and that's cool. But these are real stories. These are not myths. These are not tall tales. These are people who saw God do miraculous things in their life. And we're learning from those experiences. And I want to set the stage for today's giant. Now, God promised um, this couple, Abraham and Sarah, you're probably familiar with them, um, that they would be the father and the mother of a nation. And we know that nation is Israel. And that literally that millions of people would be in their lineage. In fact, God says, you look at the number of the grains of, of sand, grains of sand on the seashore, and, and, and that's what you can imagine that your descendants will be. There was just one problem. Abraham and Sarah were very old, and they did not have children. Now, this is not a biology lesson, but you need children for lineage, right? And so finally, God blessed them with a son, and his name was Isaac. Okay, his son was Isaac. And if God's promise to Abraham was certain, he also had a promise for Isaac because Isaac was Abraham's son. Therefore, Isaac would be the recipient of this blessing as well. There was just one problem. Isaac did not have a wife. 
And so for that promise to be fulfilled, Isaac had to, to get busy and find a wife. And, and, and all of that's about to change. In fact, today's giant is actually Isaac's wife. Her name was Rebecca. And if Rebecca were here today, I think this is what Rebecca would say to us. You've got to invest your life with an eternal perspective. Let me say that again. You can take some good notes today. Invest your life with an eternal perspective. Now, the day in which Rebecca and Isaac lived in was very different from the culture that we live in today. I mean, if you want to meet somebody today, what do you have to do? you got to get out there, right? you got to meet some people. you got to date a little bit. Um, I, I, I met my wife in, in church. Where did you meet your wife? On the count of three or your spouse? On the count of three. I want you to tell me where you met on the count of three. One, two, three. At a bar. What? And we, we meet people at a, at a variety of different places. Maybe you met your spouse on the job. Maybe you met them on a, on a college campus. Uh, today we even have this new way, uh, online dating. And many of you in our church family, that's how you met your spice, spouse, your spice. Your spice alike, your spouse. And, um, and, and that, that was a great experience for you. This past week, we took my father-in-law out for his birthday. And we go to um, one of those hibachi-style grills, you know, where they cook in front of you and they throw fire at your face. And, and, and if you've been to one of those places, raise your hand, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, we've been there. You know that they sit you around the grill. And it's great when you take up all the seats, but then it's always a little bit awkward if there's a couple of seats left and they put somebody else in your party. You know what I'm talking about? Been there? So a guy and a girl get sat down next to us. They were on their very first date, and they had met online. This was the first time that they had ever seen each other in person. This was the greatest dinner entertainment I have had in a really long time, okay? It was them, it was guy, girl, me, and then the rest of the family. I have no idea what our family talked about, but I can tell you with great detail what was happening right here. It was so so cringy, as the kids would say today. I mean, literally, one of the first things she says was, you actually look like your profile picture. This is the first day I've been on where you actually look like the profile picture. The rest of the evening went downhill from there. I mean, it was pretty bad. Uh, they came by and said, is this going to be one check or two? And, uh, and the guy spoke up and said, well, I guess I'll pay. <laughs> Really? All right, it's time to swipe, lady. Swipe. I don't know if it's left or right, but you got to swipe, right? Move on to the next. And she didn't. And, and then she, she asked him this. I tell you everything about this conversation. And what's amazing is my family had a group text thread going on all through dinner documenting the conversation, right? This was amazing. If you're sitting in the audience today, I am so sorry. It was amazing. It really was. And, and she asked him, do you, do you like sports? And he went, no, I really don't get it. And, and at that point, Blair uh, text, get out, girl, get out. Like, get out of here, right? And, and, then, and then she was like, well, do you have pets? And he said, I'm actually a cat person. And to which Michael was like, run, like, get out, like, eject. Like, like no, but don't do this. It was so, so, so crazy. It really was. Isaac and Rebecca, I felt like I was on the side. Of, of a reality TV show. And like I was an extra that was there. It was really crazy. Isaac and Rebecca didn't have to go through any of that at all. Instead, Aram, Isaac's dad, sends his servant to pick out a bride for 
for his son. Isaac didn't even have to do anything. He didn't have to go on a weird day. He just sat back and waited for dad to send a servant to go out and find his bride. Now, I have two kids who were kind of in that young adult age. Probably not a bad method. I'd kind of like to pick that for myself, right? But the servant does what most of us would do in that situation. He prays. Genesis 24, 12 through 14, he says, Oh, Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master Abraham. See, I am standing here beside the spring and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. This is my request. He puts out a fleece, right? Now, we don't really see the, any fleeces being put out in the, in the New Testament, but we saw that a lot in the Old Testament where, where people would pray, if this happens, then this is what I'm going to do. We don't really see that anywhere in the New Testament because we have the Holy Spirit now who gives us direction and guidance. We don't have to put out a fleece today, but that's what he does. He says, this is my request. I'm going to ask a question. Please give me a drink from your jug or request. And if she says, yeah, have a drink and I will water your camels too, then let her be the one that you've selected as Isaac's wife. So he's just going to start asking girls just random things. And, and whoever responds with these words, that's going to be the person that, 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 that is my master's son's wife. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, that is not a way to find a spouse, okay? Like, don't go through the mall today and say, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to randomly greet some people, and if they respond in this way, that's the one you have for me. We don't need to do it that way today. Let me just put that out there. Some of you needed me to say that. Now, verse 10 actually tells us. Now, this is a weird thing. It actually tells us how many camels that the servant had with him, because that's really important, and we're going to see that in just a second, because basically what he says is, I'm going to ask who's going to give me a drink, and whoever says, I will give you a drink of water, and I'm going to water all your camels too, then that's the one. It's really important. We'll come at it in a second. But verse 15 says this. Before he had finished praying, he saw a young woman named Rebecca coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. And she was the daughter of Bethuel, who was the son of Abraham's brother Nahor and his wife, Milcah. And, and so here's this girl. She comes out. Um, she, she's got this jug, which historians say is probably somewhere between a two and a five-gallon jug that's on her water, uh, on, her, on her shoulder. She's gotten water from the well, and, and she's walking away. And, and when he asked that question or asked that request, she responded exactly as he had prayed. Sure. I give you a drink, and I water your camels too. Now, I never thought much about that passage until I heard Pastor 